0: Welcome into to 11 Personnel with Nick Roush and Adam Luckett, presented by our good friends at Monticello Bank. It's been a weird week for the Kentucky football program, but Luckett, we're getting we're getting a little normal. We're getting some normalcy. Liam Cohen is going to be back in the saddle Saturday night for what could be an epic ass whooping at Kroger Field.
1: Josh Pate wears white t-shirts, Pat McAfee. Sports a black tank top. I think Nick Rouse should wear what looks like mid two thousand seven gym shirt and backwards
0: cap. You I like think that, that? Should just be your podcast. Should look. be my new look. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm down for it. Oh, I've even got a swoosh. I'm branded. Yeah, you know it's it's all toasty. Yeah. It's a uh, we're yeah. getting early fall, so where it's still a little warm. You gotta you gotta let the let the dogs bark a little bit. You know, so we're where? here to rock. Um, I'm, where's I'm your getting... milk
1: jug full of water?
0: <laughs> They're gonna to pull the wonk alarm on me at Planet Fitness, but uh, I'm—it's because I'm so fired up. I'm going to watch uh, Kentucky Louisville volleyball game tonight at the Yum Center. That's why we're recording a little bit earlier. So appreciate you all still uh, getting walked in a couple hours sooner than usual. Um, where, but yeah, uh, so I this is this is the shirt before the shirt because I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. You know how it is, like getting things it's almost ready T-shirt for a... time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It's Dixie Highway casual, you know. <laughs> that's the you. attire when I you go you. to a, a Louisville sporting event. But uh, yeah, we got we got real football stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, Liam though.
1: Cohen's back, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, like that's mm-hmm. significant. It was certainly on uncertain terms there for a while. Um, you know, Mark Stoops wasn't really sure one way or another. On Monday, um, we found out on Tuesday that Cohen was released from the hospital, he said, see at Coger Field, and it was just like, well, is he just going to wave at us? Like, what's 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 going to happen here? And um, Stoops indicated today on the telecommerce that he'll be back in his normal play calling duties, which, great to hear that not only, like, the severity of his medical episode wasn't enough to just knock him out for a week where he couldn't call plays, but also to... Um, Give Kentucky one last crack at it before things really get rocking next week when SEC kicks off at Vanderbilt.
1: Yeah, you don't want to say you're surprised because you know you just did. No one knew. I mean, none of us knew. Like you were just kind of playing the waiting game, right? You're in a holding pattern, but it's good to see that no matter what the situation, he's already back at work and um, operating normal. I uh, said it kind of was kind of a freak thing. Is what he said in the press conference today, which happened literally just like 30 minutes ago. Uh, so that that's good, and for Kentucky, that's you know this is a program that's dealt with a lot when it comes to medical situations. So it's good that they're able to get one like this. Well, you never want to get one, but that you're back to normal by you know Tuesday or Wednesday i think is a good sign and so we can move forward and have the season and everything's back to normal or at least as normal as it can get
0: right right Right. because that's the the one thing about football that you don't get in other sports um i guess you do somewhat with baseball because it's almost like an everyday thing but just the routine of the game week and the grind of it um the more you stay on it, the better. I mean, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, we the other part of this, just from the football aspect of it, um, Kentucky's offense needs to be better. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, we got a lot of questions that will address some of the woes um, from the offense last week. Um, but it's just, it's got to be better. It's got to be better. So, there's, there's no doubt about it. But great news that William Cohen um, is back in action. I know – I'm sure part of it too, man, he just is – like if you're going to move forward, you got to move all the way forward. You can't half-ass it, you know. Just just go for it.
1: Yeah, this is not just a casual job, I would say, uh, being a big-time <laughs> college football coach. You're either all in or you're not in at all. And so, yeah, I think uh, that, that that it's good in that regard that he's able to uh, get rolling. But, you, Nick, Nick, you mentioned the offense, like – that to me is kind of the story of this week. Is just can they put can they put a first half together? I mean, that's really my question. A full yeah, game, yeah. but necessarily a first half. Because first half, I mean, that is what you worked on practice all week. That is what you scripted up on offense. And if you're coming out there and you can't do anything, that's a bit concerning to me. But. When I say, I say that knowing they've settled in in the second half, so they've come out and they've just been lighting, dude, lighting these two teams up like everybody thought they. But well, that was really kind of my problem when people were frustrated. I was like, well, they are doing what you want them to do. They've just only done it after halftime. They're not right, doing right. it for a full sixty minutes. So can they do it for a full sixty minutes? And that—that's really what we want to see. And mainly, I mean, a lot of it falls on Devin Leary. He just looks rusty in these first halves, but then he comes out once he settled in and he looks like the the quarterback we all thought he could be. It's just, can you do it for a full half? And that's kind of the story of the game. I think the defense deserves some benefit of the doubt here just because Brad White's been here a while. They've been good for a while. Like, they've looked bad. They've had bad moments in the past, and then they've gone and won this team games. They won mm-hmm. this team the Florida game last year. Right, right. They right. damn near won this team the Ole Miss game last year. They won this team the Florida game two years ago at Kroger Field. Um, they won this team the South Carolina game two years ago down there at South Carolina. This defense has won this team games. Like We've seen them bounce back and put the clamps on some offenses. But the question for me is the offense. What what kind What is the offense going to be and what does it look like? And that's something we're still trying to figure out. And we'll get a general better idea, I think. On Saturday, well, we really won't know. I mean, until mm-hmm. the Vanderbilt game and the Florida game. That's when we are really kind of like we're going to learn a lot in those two weeks about this team, in my opinion. Just kind of where they're at. Um, for now, I mean, I don't know. I mean, anything could happen on Saturday, and I I, I don't want to come away overreacting, uh, good or bad, uh, because a lot of, to me they they've been just really using these three games is kind of a preseason and then we'll go out and see when mm-hmm. the thing when when the games start counting for more when that right, SEC right. play starts
0: I appreciated that uh when he was talking with reporters today somebody uh, said so was the film really that bad <laughs> and they got a good uh <laughs> they got a good laugh from the crowd um but yeah yeah in yeah, in the the weird part uh, to me like it is just that was what Cohen was so good first time around. With starts. Yeah, first that's why it's on. Yeah. Um, and uh, Scott alluded to third down. Um, and, you know, we can get into more specifics later. I'm trying to pull up the stat briefly. Because the, the odd part of third down was, I mean, the depth at which they had to go. So EKU, almost all of their third downs were six yards or less. They only had one third and long. Uh, or no excuse me two third and longs all day they didn't get any of them and then for Kentucky on third down uh, their average distance to go was seven and a half yards <laughs> like yeah it's harder to convert when it's seven and a half yards so we'll get to some of the we'll, we'll dissect some of the problems um, but first I need to tell you a little bit more about Monticello Bank our presenting sponsor here at 11 personnel we're big fans because they're putting people first whether you're Trying to buy a home or a car or maybe you need to refinance your loan monticello bank is your local bank they've been in business for 128 years because they're putting people first at 21 different branches in 14 different counties across the commonwealth and you can visit them online nbcbank.com member fdic equal housing lender monticello bank check them out today tomorrow whenever you need to use a local bank to get your banking needs you're at a market and you need to close on a house soon. Monticello Bank is the answer to all of your problems. Look it, uh, we we do have um, a slate to kind of get through um, on our topics list. The week two cleanup, just briefly. Uh, Texas is all the way back, and um, surely they're not going to stumble. Like, there's no way that they could possibly mess this up now, right? Huh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Uh I mean, uh, they have an opportunity here, Nick, I think, to get that first college football playoff berth. Uh, It's teed up for them now. Now we get to Mm -hmm. see if Sark can not have a couple missteps along the way. Uh, But for me, that game really wasn't even about Texas. Like, Texas was what I kind of thought they were. A legit top-ten team, a team if things bounce right can... Make a playoff run if things really align right. When yours like takes off like a rocket ship, they could probably win a national title. Uh, but the real story is just kind of just Alabama. Like that's just never a game they really lost early. Save and ten really until the last couple of years. Like they just especially figure just out early way. especially those right, yeah. especially those early games. They just figure out a way. Uh, to me, one of the things that jumped out was it was pretty. I don't want to say it was pretty clear, but they definitely weren't absolutely the most talented team on that field. I think you can make the argument Texas were more talented than them. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas had the true freshman edge rusher that Alabama could not block. Mm-hmm. Texas had the receivers that Alabama could not cover. Texas had the better quarterback. Texas had the better offensive play caller. Uh, on and There's a lot of things like that that kind of added up in that game, and that's just not used to what we're seeing uh, with Alabama, you know. I think the popular line is that Saban's lost his fastball a little bit. I mean, I think that may be some truth to that. I mean, um, but it definitely has a feel of, of like a nine and three, ten and two team there in Tuscaloosa. And just how do they handle that? Now, does Saban, if it's if this is where we're at with him, does he really want to stick around and be a ten and two coach, or can he get it back, or how do they get it back? Well, um, it's kind of the big question.
0: You get it back with out Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele as your coordinators, and a better quarterback than what they got, the weird the weird part was that they didn't get a better portal quarterback. You know, like they got Buckner late, but that was it. That that was the yeah, part I, that you know. I just I, think I, they
1: miss they they mistimed it. I think with I think it was worse than they thought it was going to be, uh, and I think they probably looked at the portal co- quarterbacks and were just like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, fair. We're Fair gonna enough. pass.
1: I, I don't. Saban has shown us that he's not afraid to upgrade his roster by going in the transfer portal, but I think it was just a situation where they probably looked at it. There wasn't, you know, a slam dunk out there, so they were gonna roll with what they had. I mean, they've got four or five guys that, if any of Should them jumped be. in the portal at any time, Nick, teams would be all over them. Like if Jalen Milrow goes in the portal tomorrow, he's playing quarterback for a, probably power a good Power Five game. program yeah. next sure. year. So it's not like he, you know, we, we talk about these guys in a vacuum sometimes, but uh, it's not like he's a total bum. Like <laughs> Miller, all that touchdown throw he made was an absolute seed.
0: Yeah, that was awesome.
1: And he, he can make some plays, but he's just kind of figuring it all out right now. And Bama wants to come out and run the ball. They didn't have that dominant rushing attack like I think they want to have defensively is where, to me, the biggest thing is defensively. They just lost it a little bit on that side. Um, and they're having a hard time getting it back, uh, it seems like. Uh, really, ever since, I think I think they went Kirby Smart, Jeremy Pruitt, and then Pruitt left to be the Tennessee head coach. Ever since that happened to me, when I've watched them, they just haven't been the same Alabama defense. Like, they, they look mortal. Uh, even when they won the title in the COVID year, it was, they won that title because literally you could not stop that offense. Like, it was literally impossible to stop that offense um, for the, that in that year. But other than that, they've had moments where they just—they're just not good enough. Like in the championship game against Georgia, they're letting Stetson hit bombs on them. You know, last year they couldn't stop LSU, they couldn't stop Tennessee, they couldn't stop um, some other teams. It was just like not going to be
0: able to stop Kentucky in November. You know, (laughs) why
1: can't they buy stops? Like, what is going on? Um, Now, I still think they're going to be fine. I still think they'll beat Tennessee. I would be. You know, are you picking them not to win the West? Or are you picking over them in the West right now? I would still pick yeah. them to win the West. So they're probably going to SEC's championship game. So it's not like they're downright terrible. It's just a, they're in a weird spot because they're just not the – they're not at that echelon they were. And they're looking
0: up at a couple teams right now, which has never really been the case for them since Saban's first year. SEC, Mike was right. He called it. He's been I'm, – I'm, yeah. I, 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 I would – it would be very funny though if you did have Saban retire at the end of the year because like SEC Mike would just be dancing on graves. I mean it would be, and my favorite part too is now there was a Saturday Down South tweeted, uh, "What would what would happen if Alabama went after Dabo Swinney as their next head coach?" And just like the internet had a like a uh, it like vomited internally, like Bama fans just uh, it, right, it was it was so funny and I just. I do – I can't imagine a world where that would happen. I mean, it would. we would have a Greg Schiano to Knoxville sort of moment in Tuscaloosa. So. Uh,
1: well, to me, it's, it's always felt like when he retires, just promote one of his coordinators just to, like, keep the thing going. And I think that's what Alabama did when Bear retired. I think they just promoted Gene Stallings, who was a defensive coordinator. I could be wrong on that. I might need to brush up on my Alabama history. But that, to me, just made the most sense. You know, pl- plug in the placeholder, see how it goes. If the placeholder doesn't work, have your national search and go find the best candidate. When it's when you don't have to follow Nick Saban directly. I don't know if they can do that now. You know, the Alabama fans might have a mutiny if they hired Tommy Reese or Kevin Steele. Now we'll see if they mm-hmm. get things turned around.
0: Because mm-hmm. some of those other not, that person is not there. Those other coordinators previously had the the gumption to do it. I don't know if any of these do. Right, uh, like,
1: like if, so, like when so, like Sark, like I always thought, like Sark, Sark's there. Like if yeah. Pete Goldie never got good, that would have made a lot of sense because right, he was there right. for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, if Pruitt before Pruitt goes to Tennessee, say he would have just retired. Then maybe you just let Pruitt do it. Uh, but now you can't because we all saw what happened at Tennessee. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I just don't know. That's going to be a very weird and awkward situation. Um, And it's, you know, we don't know how it's going to go, but you can't see this lasting much longer with the sport. You know, the SEC changing and probably going to more conference games. It's going to be – could be an interesting time for the Tide.
0: There's no doubt. I say that they
1: could be – they could knock Georgia out of the playoff in December. Like yeah, we yeah. say all this stuff, but you know it's a long season. But they, they they look mortal, and that's just been it's more that game was just more evidence of that.
0: It was a, a pretty fun week two, week three. Not as enlightening. The Pac twelve has been a lot of fun, which makes this this swan song just hilarious. I mean, hell, Cal almost beat Auburn. Like they had him on the ropes. have that game. Arizona had Mississippi State on the should've ropes. Should have won too. that game. Yeah, so, and those were the only two losses of the year for the conference, which is crazy. Wazoo knocked off Wisconsin. Um, Yeah, um, Pac-12, a lot of fun, a lot of fun.
1: They got a lot of good quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. That helps. Weird, that'll take you a long way in this sport. Um, (laughs) The weirdest thing that happened in this sport, though, the Mel Tucker news, like, I just, I can't, that's, and the worst part of it all, look at, is that it's it's just it's only going to get messier. And there's a lot of he said, she said, and it's like, oh, we've got rape survivor activists versus coach. Like, uh, it's a loaded situation. Yeah, it's tough.
1: Yeah, I don't even want to touch that. <laughs> like, that's gonna they're gonna work that out. However, they work it out. To me, what let's talk about what's. More highly likely to happen is they're going to have a coaching search midseason or at the end of the season. They're going to be one of the bigger jobs probably to open this cycle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, who who? And to me, what I'm interested in now, we saw Jeff Braum leave for Power Five to Power Five, but that was a special circumstance. We saw Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly leave. Um, and those were odd. But I, I, what I think we could see more of, Nick, entering this new era is Big 12, ACC coaches. Yeah. Pat, Well, I guess Pac-12 is eliminated now. But those coaches leaving to take mid-tier jobs in the Big 10 and the SEC. Like, we've never really seen it before. It's happened random. Like, Brett Bielema goes to Arkansas from Wisconsin. It's happened randomly. But usually, that we, we went through a long stretch where that just simply did not happen. Mm-hmm and and so i'll be interested to see what, what that means I mean, for michigan Matt, state cuz that's a good if, job.
0: If Matt Campbell doesn't leave now, he's stuck in he, hell forever. He's know, a perfect name. State.
1: Like i don't know if they would really want him now. Right. But he should highly consider that if they call to me. Like yeah. you got to consider yeah. it. Like i think Pat Narduzzi is the obvious one just cuz he was yeah, a defensive coordinator home. at michigan state. They brought Mark Dantonio in to be like an advisor for Harlan Barnett the
0: interim didn't D'Antonio get in trouble at Michigan State? Like, isn't that why they yeah. fired him? <laughs> they've had <laughs> For, like, all kinds of. Uh, I mean, it's just a. They've mess. had all kinds of issues with yeah. cover-ups, and
1: you know, you go back to Nasser. I mean, they've had all kinds of issues, and they like yeah. the. The thing about him was like the new Michigan State, like I don't know, being transparent or whatever, and that it's. it's I mean, it's a mess. Like, mm-hmm. it's a mess. It's a dirty, dirty mess that they're going to have to deal with here. But I think Narduzzi makes sense. Like Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. They're going to Mount West, probably. He's a really good coach. Can yep, Michigan get State get now. him to leave the West Coast to come to East Lansing? Uh, and, got, and you go on and on down the line. That's going to be the interesting point to me. What targets emerge for some of these power leagues that are of guys that are just trying to get into the, the big club, the Big Ten, or the SEC?
0: It's going to be fascinating to watch when the coaching carousel begins to turn. Um, you know what's else also fascinating to look at? Bird dogs clothes because they're so stylish. They're so comfortable. They're so affordable. Um, I, I just wait. I didn't want to sweat through my bird dogs. That, that's the thing. Look, it's so nice. Don't want to have to wear it twice. Uh, but bird dogs, whether it's your – I mean, we got the stylish hats – Love the button-ups. It was cool this morning, too. Look, it's going to be quarter zip season soon. Um, oh, yeah. And my my favorite is the quarter zip and shorts. Like that, because the shorts are where it's at, especially the Bird Dogs one with the built-in liner. They're so comfortable. Um, you can wear them whether you're formal, semi-formal, or working out. I mean, they're the best shorts you will ever buy in your entire life. And when you use promo code KSR at BirdDogs.com or go to BirdDogs.com, slash ksr you get a hydro style flash too straight cash homie for free they're gonna throw that in with your order as well so upgrade your tailgate wardrobe this fall get you some bird dogs today um i'd pull my hat out but like it's i've got a lot of hats now i've i'm, <laughs> I'm the ball guy has a hat problem and it's it's really like i'm I'm running out of hooks so um i like it's under five hats right now so we gotta we gotta fix that problem but love my bird dog swag you'll love it too I also love some of the questions we got on uh, KS board for this show and one of them is a pretty pressing issue and that's about Kentucky's O Uh wildcats 60606 so he went double 606 even more in- in- intimidating asking if the jury still, out on the offensive line. Have we seen anything throughout the first two games that should give us concern or hope? Their problems is a scheme or ability? Well, like I, I got to say the Let's just I'm going to preface it all with you should be blocking well against EKU. Ball State was a nice challenge, but like you you should do well against those uh you should be able to prove your medal against those teams, but all in all, it's been pretty good. And if there's anything to worry about, for me, it's the running game, and I'm putting more of that on the running backs. Just not seeing holes or tripping over guys, or I know Stoops even mentioned it publicly on that Caddis hold, like he bounced it when he shouldn't have, and the guy was kind of he got caught holding because the play wasn't supposed to go that way. So I, all in all, I, I mean it is early returns against an FCS opponent and a MAC opponent, but um, man, you tweeted out a screen grab the other day. I mean this. A lot of time to clean throw. clean pocket there, Mr. Roush. <laughs> yeah, it's a clean, clean pocket. He's got somebody underneath. Somebody's on the ground. We've got a nice little double team action with Caddis on the max protect. I mean, Devin Leary has had plenty of time to throw the football.
1: Yeah, I think to the original question, I think the answer that, if I just had to give a yes or no answer, I would say yes. The jury's still out because you got to go do it. I mean, that's. That's kind of my overarching theme right now is we we, we got to go. Let's see it against the real competition before we overreact one way or the other. Yes, they have to go do it. But I know for – I know I feel pretty confident that they aren't as bad as they were last year. I feel pretty confident in that. Uh, I think a uh, thing not a lot of people are talking about, they've played well with backups in there. Yeah. They didn't have Kenneth Horsey or Jeremy Flax.
0: We two—that's
1: two starters. Yeah. Last year, when that happens, they gave up like ten tackles for loss to Youngstown State. Like they couldn't block Youngstown State; they would just wreck the offense that day. So that, like, that's been solved. When they've wanted to run the football, Nick, they've run the football well. They've just not committed to it because, to me, yeah. they're going out there and have, having us. 11-on-11 11 11, uh, team drill pass practice in these games, it feels like, at times. I mean, they're just out there just whipping it around. I mean, Devin Leary's got 20-plus pass attempts. Team they're period, at, at parentheses,
0: six, pass.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're at six, They're sixty-seven. 66.7% they're pass play rate in the first half. I know damn well Mark Stoops is not happy about that. Or not, that's not what he wants his team to be. I, but it I just did, think it, they're treating this like practice, like they're just experimenting. They're like in the lab, just throwing stuff at the wall, see see what concepts they can run and what works and what doesn't. Like that's what it feels like to me. I can't speak for anyone else, but I'm just telling you what I'm sitting here and seeing when I look at. They're like, when they go to Vanny, I bet you Ray Davis has right at twenty something attempts. I bet they're not. I bet we don't get to the yeah. half and Larry's got twenty five passes. Um, or they're behind early in the game. I just think they're trying to – they're just working on some stuff. I do think the offense is going to be somewhat pass-heavy this year when they play teams like Georgia where they're going to struggle to get the run game going. I think you're going to see that number get pretty high for Leary as far as throws go in a game. But I don't think they want to lean this pass-heavy. I just think they've been experimenting, essentially. And so they've run the ball well when they've wanted to. The efficiency's not always been there, but when you have kind of this – Wide zone, mid-zone, wide zone approach. You're going to have some inefficiency with that, but those run plays lead to more explosive chunk gains, and I think we've seen that with Ray Davis. Um, He's ripped off a few big runs. To me, I'd like to see Ramon Jefferson get in there
0: earlier in the game. That was a fun run he had on Saturday. It was a lot of fun. I'd like
1: to see him, see what he has um, as a runner. Because we really haven't seen him. I mean, we saw one carry, or two carries last year, and no, we've seen two no. carries this year. We really haven't. And we really haven't seen him. So I would like to see him get a little more burn here moving forward. Uh, but I'm not super worried about the run game. I think Davis has shown some good vision, um, some good pop, some good feel for runs. Uh, he's missed a few, I think, but that's going to happen at times. Uh, but yeah. I feel good with him. And then I like. The potential for Roman Jefferson, you gotta see it. But I feel good about the offensive line. I really do. I mean, we they this is about as good as you can ask for, I think, to this point. And it seems like they got depth now, Nick. They got three tackles. They got yeah. three guards. They can play. Something happens, Jagger Burton, Eli Cox can play center.
0: Bowl's got like, some. They've run got some, yeah. some
1: built in answers right now, and that that's a really a good sign moving forward.
0: Yeah, and uh Clark Brooks had some stats too, a uh, friend of the program, recurring guests. Uh, Kentucky had four exposes. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Only one tackle for loss allowed. 64% of their production came prior to contact. Average yards per carry. um, Yards before contact, 2.7 yards. They're getting... They're, they're, they're moving some bodies. They aren't giving up a lot of tackles for loss. And, I don't, you know, you don't feel it. Like, oh, I mean, ha- half the time last year, you're just like, Will, throw it. Please, hurry. Don't die. You know, like that. And and I, I think it got in his head, too. Like, he didn't have a great feel for it. Leary's got a good sense of awareness back there. But then I think he kind of got to feeling stuff that wasn't there uh, because he was just getting hit so much. So, it's –
1: Well, and he was hurt. He was a lame duck in that pocket for most of the year last year. He just couldn't move. He didn't, you're right, he wasn't the best from a feel, pressure aspect, just kind of the, you know, the mental part of that playing quarterback in that way. Um, Where Leary, I think, feels a lot more. We've already seen a couple guys miss in the pocket uh, when they do get pressure. And so Kentucky's pressure at a sack percentage is pretty low. A lot of it because Leary can make the guys miss and he can extend plays. In that way, like he's not necessarily going to go all take off like he's Jalen Daniels at Kansas, uh, but he can make guys miss in the pocket that gives you more time for throws or even for throwaways when you got to, you know, the defense wins. Just getting rid of the ball and getting to second and ten or whatever is a good play, um, and we've seen that from him. So, that you're going to need some of that against good teams because they're going to get a free runner on him every once in a while, or they're going to have a quick pass rush win. Um, you know, having a quarterback that can be loose in the pocket and extend plays, and be an athlete um, is something that you need to have at, at this level of football. And so we've seen Larry being able to do that. The offensive line is going to – like, I still don't think it's going to be one of the better units in the SEC or in college football, but I've seen enough to – like, this can be serviceable. This is that, a unit you can win a, a bunch
0: of games with. Um, I, I, I don't know how you – Zulu Kincaid? Yeah, that's – okay, I'm right. Took me a second to read that name on the board, but as if there was, if we anticipate a conversation about Dylan Ray at guard and Eli Cox at center, once Horsey returns, and I would just say no because he's played mostly the left side—that's Horsey's preferred side—and get a little weird. They'd they'd be putting a light on him, and I think here's the other part too: is Jagger needs to be the long-term solution at center. Uh, Yeah, like. Yeah, like that. That that needs to happen. You can and he can play his way through that. So it's better off if you kind of keep it that way. And hell, rotate Ray in, right? Like that's what I was gonna like,
1: say. I think what you could see if he keeps playing well is maybe giving him he, try to give him a series of game, whether yeah. it's a designated third or fourth series of a game or whatever. Just throw him out right, there and try right. let him get some snaps.
0: I really like Walker Yost's take. Here he said, I know it's hot, but I'd rather really have Trevin Wallace on my team than Harold Perkins if they're both just middle linebackers. And dude, Trevin's a badass right now, I like it. I love. Yeah. Brad Brad didn't have the most relatable cop. He was like, it's like a Tesla when you hit on the accelerator, it really just takes off. And you don't realize it. It's like, yeah. D- don't know. Don't know how that feels like, Brad. I don't, I'm not <laughs> driving Teslas all the time. How about a go
1: kart, Brad? What I, can yeah. you compare that to maybe a golf cart or a,
0: a go kart? Yeah. I mean, maybe like a cigar boat or something. Like I've been on some fast boat, fast ish boats before, where you're like, "Whoa, this thing kind of gets up and goes, gets away from you." But uh, I love the the Tesla cop there because the thing is, is they're using Treven. How like, why is not Matt House doing that with him? Where they're just like, "Okay, um, we'll do this, this little, little green dog, we'll, we'll delay here, yeah, see go go ball, go hit ball." Yeah, yeah just go get his ass because he is i mean 27 percent of his rushes he's hitting the quarterback or like pushing him or whatever you want to call it making him throw the ball uh, he's getting after it um that, that i know it's a small sample size um, but there's even sometimes too where you, you see him and he's he's playing it a little conservatively and you're like oh, trevin just go sack his ass right like but where he's kind of holding a little bit longer but he gets there so fast. He can almost afford to to wait. He is a heat seeking missile back there in the middle of Kentucky defense right now.
1: I mean, he's a cat literally. That's how he moves. Like he's he's on you and you're done. You're gone.
0: Have you have you watched the new Mario movie yet? Look I
1: have not. I oh, was but a, uh, I do want to see it.
0: Great, great movie. Kids movie, adult movie. There's a scene where Mario and DK have to fight. To um, you know, they, to get the monkey army to go fight Bowser, that's what, like how they get him. And Mario becomes a cat. And watching Mario just like, and he just is like running circles around Donkey Kong. That's what that's what Trevin Wallace is right now. Just <laughs> yeah. he's yeah, a cat. I mean, he's a Mario to cat. Reminds, to me, it reminds
1: me kind of what how Georgia when they had Kobe Dean. Now, their defense, was awesome, their defense line was awesome, and he was able. But they just let him just come all the time and just go blitz and take down the quarterback. And he, if he lasered in on you, you were toast. You weren't getting past him. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of that when some of the like simulated pressures and the green dogs and the lay blitzes and all of that. Um, now, with Trevin, you do have to ride the roller coaster because he's still young as a player and inexperienced in some ways. And I think you can see that play out. He gets lost in coverage sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets lost in the box on typical run fits. But you don't want to get too hard on him because he makes huge – like these plays we're talking about are huge kind of drive-ending plays. Yeah, yeah. Like we talk about a defense yeah. that struggles to get off the field. This is a third down winner. Like he's going to get you, you take off the, the field the on bad. third down. Yes. <laughs> I mean
0: just yeah, – yeah.
1: The good, the highs are high, higher than the lows are low. Um, so you're, you're taking all of that. And that's going to – you know – I think the pass rush has been pretty good. Uh, I know some will disagree, but I I've been impre- I've been yeah. pleased with the pass rush. And we he's had, a big an- reason why.
0: We had another question about JJ Weaver too. Um, and I I, I I can't I can't find it right now. But for me, yeah, it was uh Camby twenty two asked how we would grade him through two games. I feel like he's been slightly disappointing. I I don't. I mean, I just think that like You can't have expectations of J.J. Weaver to be Josh Allen. J.J.'s playing good football. You know, I mean, if you look uh, across his career, he hasn't had those Havoc stats yet. Like, those haven't shown up. But I I, I think they will, too. Uh, It's it's just a matter of time. And I think some of this is a a lot of a kind of a feeling-out period for the defense where um, as much as some of them – play together like there is a when trevor's runner or trevin's running around raising hell like i don't think they're all quite used to knowing where exactly he's going to be and supposed to be so i haven't i know people have very high expectations for jj but he has two tackles for loss and a sack and i believe he only had three sacks and six tackles for loss all last season so you kind of just all right let's let the let's let the cake bake a little bit more there
1: Yeah, I think for J.J., he's a known commodity. So having him out there, to me, is his biggest uh, trade. he's bringing is availability. Yeah, yeah. Because he's been banged up in the past. So keeping him healthy is more important until you get into some of these bigger games. I do think when when Kentucky plays Florida, you're going to notice him more. When it gets into two tight end sets – trying to when Florida's trying to run through Kentucky's face, you're gonna notice him more as an edge setter, a run defender that can anchor and hold the point and create run stuffs. I think you're gonna notice him more. He is not a twitchy, bendy edge rusher.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He
1: is he is long, he is strong, and he can play through people, but he's not he's not Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, Long story just, short.
1: Yeah. So his his value is more um, as an anchor, as a run-stuffer, as an edge-setter. And then with his length, he, yeah. and he can cause issues, and he can, he, can bull, he can bull rush, and he can collapse the pocket. But he's not going to be this crazy, productive pass rusher. Now, he can get sacks like the one he had, where I believe Dion Walker, one with a pre- uh, quick pressure, quarterback stepped up in the pocket, and Weaver collapsed the pocket, and he was there to make a sack. Yeah. And so you're going to see, I think, things like that. But his real Ooh. value is going to come later. And for him, it's just having him on the field, keeping him on the field, because in the big games, you're going to see him make plays. We've seen it before. You just yeah. got to keep the him Florida
0: out. interception. Um, I mean, they—they they, he's shown up. I believe he had one against Louisville too. Um, was yeah. Big. That's the
1: other thing. He has, when asked upon, he's been he's provided quality coverage, and that's mm. something that they're having trouble with, I think, at the other outside linebacker position. Keaton Wade has got picked on twice. That's the place I think teams are going to look to target Kentucky. That's something they have to shore up, so they have to figure that out. But for Weaver, just having him on the field is the most important.
0: Yeah, and there's also there's going to be some times this year, too, where another guy gets a sack because J.J. Weaver busted his guy's ass back in the quarterback, right? Like that, that That's going to happen, and he's not going to get credit for it, um, but you're going to see that, that havoc in that backfield in part due, uh, to him. Um, one more question I wanted to get to that I just had pulled up but I got distracted because, um, I, these are some, there's some great stuff right here on KS board. Absolutely. Love it. Like it. Love it. Want some more of it. Uh, somebody asked, where are we going to pregame tailgate? I like it. We need to get, uh, are, are is, is your crew still setting up shop in the same spot or is that, uh. Is, is that going to be a regular uh, occurrence, or is it a week-to-week basis?
1: I think, yeah, that, that's going to be a spot. And then I have some college friends up in the red lot, uh, our typical spot, that have been there. I, I mean, we forward. got to get out and about a little bit. This is our first night game, so we're going to be able to venture a little bit. It's been a little weird to start the season the nooner, and then uh, had yeah. some work obligations last week I had to attend to. um so now I'm going to actually get to spend a few hours in the parking lot this Saturday. So we'll be out and about. But if you uh, if you have a place we need to check out, let us know. Or if you see us, just holler yeah. us.
0: That's more of the thing. Just invite us to your tailgate. We'll come say hey. It was also very cool. I, I ran into an old college friend and uh, met Chaka Cummings. Met, met met some listeners of the program uh, that we normally see on here. Very, very fun to see internet friends in person. So uh, please, by all means, hit us up. Uh, we don't bite. Uh, we might just I – mean, It's going to be beautiful weather somewhere.
1: Saturday, absolutely beautiful. Um, I think the high is 80, so it's going to be 70s most of the day in the parking lot. When you get into the game, it's going to be low 70s, and when you leave the stadium, it's going to be in the 60s. So, Nick, you talked about the quarter zip. If you got a bird dogs quarter zip, bring it out. And then when we leave the stadium, it's going to be in the 50s. Um, so, like, you're going to feel the football chill just a little bit. This Saturday and have mm-hmm. beautiful weather tailgating, so it's going to be a fun, I think, night
0: um, out at Kroger Field. And if you don't have tickets, gametime.co or download That's right. the Game Time app. Fastest, most efficient way to get tickets onto your phone for all your last minute sporting events, concerts, whatever it may be. Game Time app, it's convenient, it's easy to use, and it's 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 so great because like I can't. You know, I got sent tickets to this game tonight, Luckit. I don't know where they are, but if I got sent to them on the Game Time app, it would just boom, fly through. I know exactly where I'm going to sit, uh, where I'm going to go. Be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So, I, you know, download the Game Time app, do the right thing, and put in promo code KSR, and you're going to get 20 bucks off your first purchase with the Game Time app. GameTime.co. Um, babysitter's not here yet. That's a little concerning. Like it, it's a little concerning. <laughs> it's a little concerning. Those dad
1: problems. Gosh,
0: just you know, we're we're trying to juggle here. We're trying to do a lot of juggling. We've answered a lot of your questions because, um, yeah, I'm gonna be frank. Akron stinks. They're not a good football team. They're very bad. It's kind of a poop show over there. Um, Joe Moorhead's press conference was just like the SID asking him questions. Like, just soft tosses. I mean, it was yeah, – this is not bad. But they did uh, they did at least have the MAC defensive player of the week. They had one defensive back pick off a couple of passes last week. But they needed a scoop and score in the final minute to beat an FCS team. So, like, kind of tells you where they're at. They turned it over five times themselves, played three different quarterbacks. They've got a runner. They've got a thrower. Um, they got another guy who comes in and plays Wildcat quarterback and – Goal to goal situations and short yardage. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird, um, and I would expect Joe Moorhead too to to put some stress to use his running quarterback to put some stress on those edges. Um, but yeah, I uh, Kentucky should beat the hell out of this team. This I, this is, in my opinion, the worst team they've played this year.
1: Yeah, I think when you look at Akron skill talent wise on offense they have some pieces alex Atkins is a lSU transfer Daniel George is a Penn State transfer at receiver Atkins was an all- mac player last year George leads the team in reception or receiving yards so far this year both of those guys went up over 700 yards last year like those are good receivers that's one of the better receiver twosomes in the mac like they have weapons there they went out and added. Uh, two former Power Five running backs, Drake Anderson and Lorenzo Lingard. Lagar- Lingard was a five-star recruit in the class of 2018. Um, they got two nice running backs. He had a big play against Temple, like a 70-yard touchdown reception. So they have some skill, talent pieces around them, but the quarterback play has been really, really, really bad through eight quarters. Um, they, they bench starter DJ Irons, who's a super senior, uh, for Jeff Undercover, Jr., and he goes and comes in and throws three interceptions against Morgan State. So it's like, why are you benching irons for this? What's going on there? They're they're pulling Taj Bullock, who's a Virginia Tech transfer, and they're just letting him run. You know, uh, he has a package, go goal to go, goal, short yardage package. So Kentucky's going to see a Wildcat quarterback option similar to what they saw. Um, different ways. I mean, Kyle Kelly did the same for Ball State. Bullock's more of a kind of bruiser, um, North South runner than Kelly. So you're going to see that. And off, you know, offensively they're just kind of a mess right now. Um, and that's not really what you would think with Joe, Joe Moorhead calling the shots, but they're just trying to figure things out. Defensively, they look improved over eight quarters. They were one of the worst defenses in the MAC last year. Um, they've really hit the – they hit junior college into the transfer portal hard. C.J. Nunnally was a junior college transfer they added in there, went to the same high school, Nick, as uh, Jamarian Wilcox, mm-hmm. South Paulding there. So they got him. Ryan Johnson's their other edge rusher. They, 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 they've been rushing the passer well. Um, this week. So that's, to me, if Kentucky holds up in pass protection, they should have a big game, to me. Um, that's kind of where Akron is making their mark. Um, it's producing havoc on defense, to me. It's taking care of the football, pass protecting. You, sh- you should put up some big numbers on offense and defensively. Um, Joe Moorhead, I mean, it's ele- it's strictly it's a heavy 11 personnel offense. RPOs, they'll run some no huddle. I mean, it's a typical college spread offense that you see all over the place. But the quarterback situation is a mess right now. Mm-hmm. and now what does that mean for kentucky we'll find out i mean the goal of the game the goal is to just get out of there with a win obviously um do you like i'm not you know i think the, the fan base really wants some style points i think that's right obvious i think there's some frustrated people and i get that from a certain aspect but to me i just want to see the offense start faster like that's the big key um if they start faster that that a Then they've shown you a bunch of things, I think, early in the season where they're working through some stuff. Uh, But I just want to see them start faster. Uh, And then defensively, I don't want to see a lull out of halftime uh, like we've seen the last two games. Defensively, they played really good football first half against EKU and Ball State. Put it all together. I mean, maybe they didn't play great against EKU, but they got stops, um, got takeaways. They're getting takeaways. They're rushing the passer. They're making plays. They're stopping the run. Um, But... Those are completing almost seventy percent of their passes. Nick, that that that's got they gotta get that number dropped down um, in a in a quick way. Like that can't be happening. And so you're facing a team with a bad quarterback situation. If Akron comes in here and completes over sixty-five percent of the throws. I'm gonna be a little. That's not gonna be a good sign. Uh, so I, I want to see. So I want to see fast start offense. I want to see defense avoid the law in this in the third quarter. And I want to see that completion per, opponents for completion percentage drop. And if you do that, you should take care of business. Mark Stoops, they typically play well in this spot. In a game directly after not covering against an FCS and G5 opponent, he's 5-0 against the spread since 2018. This is when you back them.
0: Yeah, and uh, especially after everything happened in the last week, I, I would imagine that not only would they be locked in, but I think there might be a little bit of like, all right, everybody, just chill the hell out. Let's go play some football. Like,
1: yeah, I mean that's that's you know. the big thing with the offense. It feels like they're trying to score forty points per play.
0: Yeah, like just like just it's okay. they just
1: need a, and that's why I think they go into halftime and it, I don't think they're doing anything crazy in that locker room. Yeah, I think they're yeah. just like, hey, just calm down, all right? We'll be fine. Everybody, just calm just down and play, throw. and then they they do and they come out. That's what I want to see. Just everybody relax early. Let's just go play football. Um, I want to see them deal with adversity. Like, if you get a flag, come back and get still get the first down, you know. Uh, you get a false start on third and one, that shouldn't be an automatic drive killer. You should still should be able to get convert a third and six. got to be able to convert somebody third down. Defensively, get off the field on third down.
0: We'll see if they can make it happen. The third down defense has been bad. Um, and, you know, there's not any one way to pinpoint it. On one thing, a lot of it's just, hey, don't make mental mistakes, don't miss the call, and drop it in the same zone. Like there, there's been some just doy moments at inopportune times, and it's cost the cast, and they've let up big plays. But Sa- as we safeties seen...
1: make tackles.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: Safeties make tackles. They might have a donut against EKU.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, but as you said at the top of the show, Brad White has got it fixed in the past. Uh this this defense they they got a little bit more wiggle room for me uh, to give me some confidence that they can get it fixed. So, um, seven thirty, ESPNU, not SEC Network, ESPNU, going to be a little bit different. Um, but first night game of the season. So like I mentioned earlier, it's going to be a long full day of tailgating. Um, <laughs> we're going to preview the whole slate uh, Friday afternoon. The pigskin preview. It's going to be a good time, Wilkie. I need to I need to bounce back. You're you're on a. We could not be any more opposite right now. You're a human flamethrower, and I can I'm as cold as ice.
1: For those that aren't paying attention, went perfect three and zero oh on the preview, but gambling column every Friday a nine and one rip last week, Nick.
0: <laughs> nine and one. The man.
1: one the... loss should not have been a loss. It was the right it, side. We just went to double overtime.
0: Yeah, yeah. And The
1: North Carolina under team total was looking pretty the whole time. If daggone kicker makes a kick at the end it hit, it's a 10 and 0 week oh, man. I, now with that said i will probably won't i won't do that again the rest of the year but we're gonna we're gonna get to the window hopefully more times than not and so come join us over there we're giving out winners winners
0: winners 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 we got him ksr plus ks board ks everything we got it all it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you all in Eleven Personnel. Uh, let's go see the Cats get a dove tonight. Kick those cards in the tail. Go Cats and go Krogering.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire,
1: huh? Ah.